Welcome back to School of Science Radio. I'm Gino Ganello, joined uh, as always by Matthew Chandler. Uh, this week, um, just us two to talk about the um, the lovely <laughs> the lovely two games, the two matches that happened over the past week. Um, before that, Matthew, though, uh, how you doing today? Bit tired, you know. Uh, yeah, we're recording after the Chevy United game, aren't we? So. Um, yeah, I just feel kind of emotionally, <laughs> I mean, not surprised, but just still kind of drained. I did, I, I thought this would be kind of turning point, but <laughs> as I'm sure, as we'll get into it, it was not to be, was it? No, not at all. And, uh, yes, uh, we are recording directly after the Sheffield United game today. So that means we will have, I guess, a little bit more uh, emotion in this one for the Sheffield United match. Well, I mean, no, the game, well, game finished about two hours ago, didn't it? So yeah. Well, I, just, yeah. I went on ice. I went, <laughs> I went on a, I went on a war after the game. So just kind of calmed down and <laughs> I'd say it half worked. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I turned on MLS soccer to yeah. just, you know, watch something. Because else. I don't, yeah. Because I know I've been I've been okay this season for most of the games because when we play badly it's like well you know I'm not I'm not there like I normally would be and you know it's it's still the Everton have improved this season general like on the whole so I find it harder to get upset about or annoyed about but today just kind of really <laughs> it's just the absolute worst wasn't it today but you know should we yeah Villa first and then yeah let's. <laughs> There was so much more to talk about there. Yeah, let's get into that first. Um, obviously, uh, you know, um, it was a zero-zero draw in the. It was the game in hand that we had to play um, against Villa. Yeah. Um, game that we had been, you know, holding and 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 looking to as a game that was very important because it was a game in hand and um, it was really a game for Everton to take advantage of their standing and and you know take advantage of some of the the results around the table. Uh, it was two changes from the um, West Ham game. Holgate was on for Mina, and Ducore was on for uh, Davies. Uh, Matthew, start off there. Thoughts on the setup, the lineup, kind of everything, um, you know, pre-match and whatnot. Uh, that was okay. Um, I was, I was kind of thinking maybe Sigurdsson should have been the one who dropped out um, because. I thought Decore in that midfield alongside Allen and Davies would have had a slightly better balance. But equally, this has seemed to be the way that Ancelotti likes to set Everton up, especially away from home. Um, and, you know, for the most part, it's worked, doesn't it? So um, yeah, it's hard to really. And then again, like we, were, like we said a lot of times, you know, what are the alternatives really to the team the teams that he's picking? There's not many off the bench that jump out at you either. So you could say, you know, why did Sigurds start? Maybe or why did um, I don't know Holgi start? And why did we you know play five at the back or whatever, or, you know, three at the back if you like? But generally, I think you know, he's, for a while now, his hand has been pretty forced, hasn't it? Until seeing. I think we saw that in this game. It was a pretty, you know, kind of just dragging what you know whatever we can out of this team now. And um, I thought this, I thought Everton the way they set up was okay at stifling Aston Villa. I don't know what you thought. I thought you know apart from one or two openings, I thought Villa were pretty well nullified. I just thought again we don't. We didn't really show it enough going forward for me. I thought, you know, Cavaloon had one or two hard chances. Andre Gomez came on and probably should have at least hit the target with one of them. Um, it was and again, I don't think got involved anywhere near enough in this game. And this was a game where I think we really missed the kind of creativity of Rodriguez because I felt like the game where. To be honest, it was one of the. It was a game where I could tell you, it felt like a nil-nil in the first ten minutes. I just felt like we were lacking that kind of spark. Uh, Aston Villa looked like they just want, you know, they're kind of want the season to end now as well. Um, without that kind of X factor that Rodriguez gives you, 
think Evans just looked a bit tepid um, defensively. Um, I mean, it's not a terrible result, but, well, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a terrible result had we, you know, not lost to Sheffield United, but hey. Uh, how did what did you th- what did you think of it anyway? No, yeah, I think it's same similar, very similar um, for me. Um, I think the biggest thing, you know, it, it did a good job defensively to kind of, you know, I mean, obviously Villa going out and and starting without Grealish, obviously that that helps Everton, I'm sure. But um, yeah, Watkins as well. Yes, yeah. So I mean, obviously missing a few key players there. Um, so that helped Everton. But again, I mean, listen, it, it, you know, we'll talk about the Sheffield United game when we get there, but you're right with the Rodriguez creativity. Everton, Everton don't seem to have much when Rodriguez isn't on the field. They don't have much going forward. They can't do much or create much going forward. And, um, you know, it's been a problem all season. And uh, now I think it's just, you know, coming to fruition because of how important these games have been for Everton and how important they are for, they were for, for European qualification. Um, and and it's just you know I think it's becoming even more of a glaring issue as as you know players get tired and um, like you said there's not many people to go to not much rotation in the squad so um, the starting eleven is really the only eleven that we can really trust out there and that's saying trust is a big word <laughs> so um, yeah definitely difficult um, you know did you have any standout performers in this one Matthew guys that you 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 know would point to as you know, being Godfrey was yeah. I mean, I thought Ben Godfrey was was good. Um, you know, kind of you know very aggressive, very but very controlled in his aggression as well. But again, um, and I think he was singled out by Ancelotti afterwards, wasn't he? Um, about talking about getting an England call up for the Oros, uh, which I think he would deserve. Um, but. Apart from that, not really. No, I thought I didn't. To be honest, I didn't. I didn't think there was a massive difference between this and the West Ham performance, um, because again, it was like it was, it was pretty disjointed performance. The only difference was in the West Ham game, Everton took one of the few chances they got, and against Villa, they didn't. Um, but it, it, it was the kind of away performance that you come to expect from Everton. Um, just this this time didn't have the the winning goal that we've got so many times on the road. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's at least it was a point. Like, like I said, like I said, I mean the, the reaction online after this game has kind of been quite negative. Um, and I and you know I was disappointed with the performance because I think had we really gone full throng, you know Villa. Certainly, yeah. I know, I know they be also good as them, but I thought they were, they were very beatable on Thursday. But, you know, my, my rationale after the game was that, you know, if you beat Sheffield United and Wolves, then that would put us, I think, on that would, I thought would have put us on the cusp of, of your, um, and then that backs up a, a decent away point at Villa. And in fact, if someone had offered you four points from Villa and West Ham away, you'd take that probably, wouldn't you, so? Two teams who beat us at Goodison as well, so yeah, it looks it just looks a worse draw, a worse result now. I think because of because of what happened. Sorry. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. I think it definitely looks like a worse draw now because of what happened. And I, th- I think that you know, even though it was a draw, um, you know, you'd be happy with that performance in a you know in a vacuum. Um, and, and kind of just looking at it coming out of that performance, I think, you know, it, it was a point and, and you obviously wanted more, but um, I think that, you know, for, like you said, four points from West Ham and Aston Villa, that's fine because of who we had coming up on the schedule with Sheffield United and Wolves both at home. You know, that's that's all good and well if if you play well at home, which unfortunately Everton haven't done this season and, um, you know, proved why those points, I guess, against Villa would have been so important, um, you know, but, and, and anybody, and, and anything, let's, let's go through the five telling stats real quick um, from this game that Pete wrote down here. Um, we'll start with, um, well, obviously, you know, the European hopes fading fast. And, and now obviously that's a, even more of a, a point now, which it, it, it looks. Can faded out now, do you? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I would say it's 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 pretty much no European football. Um, one more point would make Everton's this Everton's best ever away record, which we have touched on multiple times. You know how good we've been away from home, and unfortunately, how poor we've been at home. Which we'll you know we'll talk about nine clean sheets away from home. Let's talk about Jordan Pickford a little bit. Thoughts on him in this game, and and kind of how he's progressed. I mean, he's in large part and probably in the Sheffield game too, which we'll talk about probably has been one of Everton's best players now. Um, yeah, although I'm kind of struggling to remember, did he have anything to do in this game? Really? I don't, I can't think of many, many saves. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, no, I, I Tyra, Tyra Mings had a header, there, which if you didn't have to say, you weren't wide, but apart from that, I don't really remember Villa threatening. Um, but yeah, no, Pickford has been, to, to be fair, you know, and I criticise Pickford a lot. You know, I'm still not sure. I don't know if he's like the long-term answer. I hope he is because it would save him a lot of money and a lot of, you know, another headache. Um, but, you you know, it also coming in has obviously helped him probably and probably focused him and, and pushed him more. But I think, to be honest, I don't think Pickford has made... You could probably count on one hand the amount of mistakes Pickford's made this season. Certainly mistakes that cost Evan Evan goals. So, yeah, I mean, he is probably the one player to kind of come out of the last few weeks with with a decent amount of credit, really. Um, because what yeah, season's kind of... He, he feels like he's got stronger as the season's gone on, whereas Evan feels like the antithesis of that in many ways. No, yeah, I mean, and, and also, I mean, credit to the defense as well. They've been, you know, for the most part, the defense has been has been solid. It's it's you know, most of these games that Everton are losing are 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 normally and and you know, based on on the lack of attack and lack of ability to get forward. Um, another thing, uh, Pete points out in his five telling stats, Allen shines his progressive play in this match. Um, what have you thought of Allen? Um, you know, maybe not even just in this game. We'll, we'll continue on the. I guess the development since he's been back, um, you know, obviously he is such an important player for us. He's had, you know, his ups and downs, I, I feel like since he's given yeah. back, but thoughts yeah. on him. Yeah. I thought, again, he, you know, it was okay in, against Villa. Um, I think on midfield looks so much more balanced with him in it. Um, I would just, I would like to see Alan maybe given license to get forward a bit more actually. Because while he's not the most creative midfielder, I just don't think he is that sitting midfielder. Um, I'm not saying he's, you know, he's not Hamas Rodriguez or even Sigurdsson, but um, he's, he does, you know, I'd, I think there's some what we need to do is kind of recruit players, you know, recruit midfielders with kind of work, <laughs> with working legs, really. Because I think, you know, with more energy around Allen, as long as Alan stays fit next season, I think it'll be a better Alan. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he was at fault a bit for tonight, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, Alan, Alan. I think every player was kind of at the same level, to be honest. I just, yeah, it was just one of them, wasn't it? No one was particularly bad. Nobody was particularly uh, great either. Um, um, Spotlight, really, isn't it? I think the only thing I was going to yeah. say about this game. The only thing I was going to say about this game is whether you thought. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've seen it back, but whether you, you know whether did, whether that was a red card for uh, Tyrone Mings, was it? Because I thought he goes in pretty hard on Calvin Lewin. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Oh, yes, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I, you know, I think you see him get a given, but I don't know if it's like. You know, yeah. I don't know if it's blatant enough to. I don't know. I could. I wouldn't count on Evan using that to their advantage anyway. To be honest, mate. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> you know, you know, putting down to ten men, that's probably even better for for Aston Villa. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really much to talk about with this game. I mean, I'm really much to talk about with either game. But I think the Sheffield United game being much more fresh in our minds, we we may have a little bit more to add to that. Plus, there was. A goal, but um, in terms of Allen, you, you mentioned just just to, to wrap up that conversation. You've obviously mentioned, you know, fresher legs, and obviously Ducore coming back from injury. Um, is he fully fit? 
Um, that's that's a question. No, it, no. It, it doesn't feel like he's been himself or, or the Decore that we were used to seeing before the injury, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think Decore was much fit. Yeah. And, and that begs the question as to whether Tom Davies should have been used in this game um, yeah. or even the, the Sheffield United game, which we'll get to. But um, again, not really much to add to this game. Um, just really wraps it up, Matthew. I think I understand why the Corey played because I think on paper you look at it and think still a harder game than Sheffield United at least. Um, and, you know, maybe you don't need, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think this would have made it. All it all feels like much of a muchness, doesn't it? At the moment, I was just really. Well, I think we've gotten to the point really where it's you know, yeah. and and maybe it's just because of what happened in the Sheffield game too. It's just like, you know, at this point, like, what what do you do? You know, the the players just you know that it's just not there. Um, you know, and 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 you know when you only have eleven players who are solid, and and those eleven players together are are the only eleven players you can really put on the pitch. Um, minus maybe maybe a couple extras, but you know, there's it's 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 gotten frustrating. We've kind of gotten numb to it. So um, let's take a quick break though, um, and we'll get on to the Sheffield United game. All right, we're back with uh, talking about and reviewing the Sheffield United game uh, that took place today, Sunday, May sixteenth. Um, Sheffield United beat Everton one nothing. Um, the goal from uh, Jebison, I think it is. Of <laughs> I had never heard of this kid. I, I mean, he you shouldn't have because he was a 17-year-old U18 player who came up for this game, got his first ever, I think, appearance um, in, an, in, in, a, in a Premier League game. And naturally, he scored against Everton yeah. for the winning goal. On top of that, also, Aaron Ramsdale hasn't had a clean sheet away from home all season. <laughs> so, of course, he got a clean sheet today. Um, one change from the Villa match, just Rodriguez in for Sigurdsson. That would lead you to believe that Everton would have been much more creative, which they definitely were, I guess, a little bit more creative. But, Matthew, thoughts on the setup and, and kind of how things played out in this one? So I thought this one was wrong because I think you're home to Sheffield. I know there's no fans, but you're home to Sheffield United who are bottom and relegated. Um, we play like this away. This is this is the way we set up. I don't mind this setup away from home because it, we've shown at Anfield and and West Ham and, and uh, where where else did we win away from home playing like this? West Brom and. Arsenal, way Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah. Um, it does work, but I hope this is not this is not the game where you play that way, is it? I don't think. Um, and the fact that he dragged Holgate off at half time, who I thought it was shocking game. I thought he was embarrassing to be honest, Holgate. Uh, and I tried. I stuck up for him more than most people. It feels like this season. But I thought he was embarrassing. Um, the fact that he dragged him off at half time, I think told me that he thought that he realized that as well. Um I mean again, you know, it's it's kind of it's a double edged sword in some way because we talked we talked before about how we don't have a lot of alternatives, but <sighs> at the same time you would have expected against a team who is bottom and a team who you know is susceptible to goals has has the worst point total and possibly could end up before this game with the worst point total in Premier League history. Um you would have expected to be more offensive. Is that, is that away from home, Premier League points? No, I think they said today that um, on the on NBC the... broadcast, they said that Sheffield, because I think no, nine, I think Derby went down with 20. No, Derby had, no, no, Derby had 11. So they, 11, they have, okay, okay. They have got more than them, but not mine. They're still one of the worst teams. in. Yeah, either, either way. Norwich had 21. Yeah, but either way, still a team that was, you know, historically bad in the Premier League. Um you would have expected that there was a way for Ancelotti to be more offensive in his game plan and more attack minded in his game plan. And I would agree with you that it definitely was not, definitely was not that. And, and, you know, maybe if, if fans are in the stadiums and Everton's playing better at home, maybe he decides to go with something more attack minded. Um, maybe the thought of this being a pivotal game got to him and, and you maybe he, maybe he thought that just be defensive and eventually will break through Sheffield United's defense. But 
as Everton fans, we've seen it far too many times where that is not the case. Um, and, and today was just another example of that. Um, the goal, um, obviously Godfrey steps up and the ball kind of squeaks by. He anticipates the ball going back across the middle um, and the ball goes behind him for Jebison to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, other than that, really, I mean, they had a couple other good chances in the first half. And then I think McGoldrick had a chance in the second half, but not really much from a Sheffield United perspective after that. Obviously, Pickford making, a, you know, a couple big saves. Um, the, the fleck shot was right at him, but the save on Jebison again, to allow him not to have two goals on his debut. Um, that was a pretty good save by Jordan Pickford. Um, but again, it was, it was, again, it wasn't, it wasn't no creativity at all. Um, does anybody stand out for you in this one, Matthew? No, none of them. None of them. No, because I don't know, but it wasn't, it didn't, didn't surprise me because you've seen it so many times before, but, it's just no, there's, there's no sense of urgency, was there? Like, you would think that they would kind of rally each other and say, you know, come on, get to Europe by beating the worst team in the in the league. It shouldn't take sort of angry Evertonians in in the park end or whatever, the Gladys Streets or whatever, to start shouting and bawling at them to get them going. And even that, I mean, I think it helped. I mean, I've no doubt we'd be better at home this season, but with fans, but. You know, I've I looked at this before. We haven't we have not beaten the team that finishes bottom of the Premier League for the last four years at home. You know? Like, I mean that's I mean and uh, the, the only chance we really made was Calvert Lewin, who should have scored, shouldn't he? I mean that is Yeah I mean, the day really. Richardson I mean Richard's header, I think he should score, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean I mean yeah, I mean like considering I said, considering how good Richardson is in the air normally, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Liz, I mean, I said to you um, when I first saw the replay, I thought, you know, Richarlison was laying there to the right, and maybe that maybe that distracted Calvert-Lewin from wanting to go to the right, but still, I mean, there was enough room on the near post for him to slide into the near post. He took his time on the ball where he thought Ramsdale was going to make a diving effort, I guess, or be down and low, and he went high, and Ramsdale was right there to save it. Um, but he's got, I mean, he's got to finish that right in front of the net. He's, got, he's just got to take it one time and put it in the back of the net. Um, that was, you know, obviously a chance. I mean, it was, um, like you said, no sense of urgency. It felt very slow. Everton was building up as if it was just a regular game in the middle of, you know, December. And if they got, you know, a point from, it would have been, you know, or, or even didn't get any points from, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Um, you know, you would have expected much more urgency from the team in terms of just getting forward, pressing forward you know, throwing waves and waves of attack at Sheffield United. And, and there was literally none of that. Um, when he brought Sigurdsson on in the second half, there was some more of that. They were playing the ball up through the middle, um, you know, through the midfield. They found some holes in that midfield to play um, to, you know, from, you know, Ducore or Rodriguez coming back to take the ball, playing it into Sigurdsson. They had found some holes there, um, but they just, they, they couldn't, they, they just, they couldn't find the back of that. And, and it was just, you know, even after the half, it was just, okay, slow build-up play, not really much. And, and we've said this on the last podcast, I think. Everton, apparently, I mean, they just they don't do well in possession. They don't do well when they share a lot of the possession. I don't know how much they had in this game, um, but I, I would imagine it's more than they typically have in, in a game. But um, I yeah. think Pete puts it in the start. We had 51.2. Which is, so, yeah, a little bit yeah. more, but not. But I mean, that's around we, we, the average that Pete said in his five telling stats from last week. Yeah. He said in our losses, we share 50% of the possession, which is just mind-boggling. So, But again, we're, we're, I guess we're better on the counterattack, which is fine, but against teams like Sheffield United who aren't going to attack you that much or who shouldn't be attacking you that much, um, you got to be urgent and, and kind of send waves of attack their way. Um, do you want I mean, to... the lack of it, just had no idea, did we? I mean, there was no point in that second half. Well, we, I mean, to be honest, mate, they should have won by more, I thought. I think, you know, they have a header from which sort of almost hits the bar or Pickford just turns over and yeah. Goldrick has a chance. I thought that was Goldrick, to be honest, was the best player on the pitch. And he's 33. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. he's, th- he's 33. 
playing for you know the, the rock bottom team in the Premier League, um, who got relegated a month ago. Um, yeah, well, they said I think April tenth or something like but, that was when they got. Relegated. Yeah, but also like the more the, the disturbing thing I thought was just the, the lack of. I think people talk about this a lot, but it's like the lack of the lack of a plan or the lack of identity. I mean, what was it? I don't because the first half seemed to be kind of try and cut through Sheffield United or just whip it out to Luca Dean or whatever or get a set piece and hurl it in and then the second half was just just I don't know what was the second and the second half was just cross after cross after cross it felt like yeah well they did they, they just found floated some, cross they found some floated cross after floated the middle a little bit but they would find they would get it through the middle and get it to like Sigurdsson or Rodriguez, whoever was up top there, like right in front of the defense. And then he would shift it out wide, and they would cross it in the middle. And there were some good crosses, but for the majority, even even the service today was not good. And and granted, I think in the first half, maybe the conditions had something to do with that um, because I know it was was raining pretty hard there. But still, I mean, you know, it's not. I, I I take your point, but yeah, and I agree, it's not not ideal, but that's not. Doesn't excuse it, does it? I'm not saying you think that, but no, just saying no, no. it doesn't. You know, but we beat Sheffield. The game at Sheffield United in December was even more torrential rain on Boxing Day. It was, it was terrible weather, and we beat them then. So I think if you can beat them then, then that's, you know, I don't think that that shouldn't affect us. Well, let's uh, let's We've got be better players in Sheffield United. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> whether it's raining, snowing. Beautifully sunny out. Everton yeah. beating Sheffield United ten times out of ten, and it shouldn't really affect it. So, but what um, they showed me, what this told me as well, is that like, there's no point sticking with Ancelotti if you're not if you're not gonna if you're not gonna back him with the players that he need. And people people will say that you know, best managers can get more out of the players they've got, which is true. And Ancelotti has done that with a lot of Everton players. Yeah, like Michael Keane's got better. Tom Davies has got better. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's got much better. You know, to name Vieri Mina's got better. There's four, but you know, you can't you can't polish you can't polish turds every day, can you? Like, there's only so much shine you can get out of players, you know. Yeah. So much of a tune you can get, and I think a lot of these players just busted flushes out of them now, mate. And I think the problem you've got is that it's impossible to get rid of as many players as they need to get rid of in, in one summer. So I think, and this is this is why I think you should. We may as well stay front of Chelsea for a few years for me. I don't. I don't think he should be sacked anyway after this. But obviously, people will look at him and, and rightly because it is on him as well. It's shambolic home form. But yeah, I mean, we he sacked, said so. we, we sacked what four managers, which has basically just led us back to square one. Well, I mean, yeah. So why it, would it be any? Why would it be any yeah. different with Ancelotti? I mean. It, it just wouldn't, would it? Like, no, well, I just, I, I, I just think that you need you need time, especially for someone like him who has a. I'm sure he has a plan, and him and Brands have a plan on what they want to do. And 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 in all reality, listen. I mean, obviously, you know, Ancelotti saying today after the after the the game that he is embarrassed by the home form, and and he's you know, obviously taking some obviously some of the blame for that. Um, and it, 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 like you said, Matthew, it is it is his fault. But you need you look at some of the other projects from these teams around the league. And obviously I think the one that comes in mind most to us may be a, yeah, a Leicester or, or even, even Tottenham and how they came from where they were all the way and under Pochettino and gave him time again. And he got Mm. players in after letting go fail and stuff like that. Um, It's time. You just need to give it time. And and I think that they need to give Ancelotti time and, and the resources to get the players in that he needs in. And then, like you said, unfortunately, it's been a constant cycle of this summer. It's, there's not enough time for us to get the players out and the players in. it's not going to be able to be done this summer. It's, it's over and over again. But if you keep doing this cycle of managers, that's going to keep happening. So, listen, I mean, Ancelotti shouldn't be sacked after this. He does deserve blame, but he shouldn't, obviously shouldn't be sacked. Um, just got to give him some time now and, 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 and progress. You know, next season – we should be better than eighth. Um, you know, we should, we should, you know, if we, you know, are competing again for the top four and actually have yeah. a real chance at the top four, 
that's success, you know, and get into Europa League even, you know, we don't have to get in the top four, but we, you know, there's, there's steps. And, and I think that this is a project that is not going to be done in a year, unfortunately. But, no, it's not, but it's, it's going to take even longer if you've changed manager again. And like you look at Leicester, you know, Leicester didn't even finish as high as we did in the, in the times in between winning the league and then winning the FA Cup yesterday. I mean, they finished what, ninth twice and and twelfth. But you know, they have a more clearly defined plan of where they're going, and they have, you know, they recruit better. There's more of a sense of longevity there. They've kind of phased out the the team that won the league pretty well. They've replaced those players, apart from obviously Vardy, still there, Michael, etc., with you know the right. The right fit, really. I mean, look at Tielemans yesterday. He's been, I mean, he'd be perfect for Evans midfield, wouldn't he? Really, or you know, Ricardo right back. I know he's been injured, but um, they 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 are. And the way the with when Evans finished fifth with Martina, they weren't even in the same league. They were in the championship, so um, they should be a lesson to Everton in how to run the football club. And I know they they've changed managers a few times. But and you know they've never been in trouble. They've never kind of gone off the boil as badly as we have at times under Brendan Rodgers. But they look like a team that has had the same manager for two years or so now, and haven't Everton for the last four or five years have looked like a team who is at most a year into their manager's tenure. And again, I'm not saying I'm too lucky. Should get away with this completely because it's shambolic that we've lost nine home games and that we lost to you know one of the worst teams the Premier League's ever seen. Um but and so toothlessly and so pitifully. But I just think where do we go if you change manager again? It's not gonna it's not gonna I don't think it's gonna suck anyway. So I don't think, in a way I don't think it's gonna there's any point talking about it in some ways because but I'm just yeah. saying I, don't, I just think I'm just tired of the constant transition and change and I just think why not just give someone who's won so many trophies before a chance to build something at heaven rather than rather than you know I mean we look like a team that's, that is what it is it is the, the sort of collaborative you know work of four or five managers and it's just a mess. And it's no surprise to me that I think most of our best players this season have been Ancelotti signings from last summer, apart from maybe Calvert-Lewin. Um, you know. So I think we will get that. I, I am, I'm, I, you know, I, 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 I can't believe and I can't believe just how inept Everton were tonight. Um, and I think there's a lot of them on the bench in the in this in the team, who shouldn't have a future at Everton, but at the same time, I just think let's see where we are in twelve months before we really throw the book at people like Angelotti yet. I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't. I don't. You know. I am not. I mean, I don't think either of us are saying Angelotti should be sacked in any sense. Obviously not. I think. I think we're both. Listen. Nine home defeats is bad. Ancelotti will take blame for that, and 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 I'm sure you know. Obviously, it's 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 not a good thing, but you know, it's you know he needs time. He needs he needs plenty of time. I mean, there's players there that that like you said should not be there, and we'll see this summer. This summer is a very big summer for Everton. Um, you know, I, I would assume Matthew. I don't know what your feelings are. I mean, three points back of both. Um, Tottenham and West Ham. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because we're not going to go to Man City and get something. Well, not even that. We we have to assume that they lose a game and the goal differential. You know, yeah, I know. They'd have to either lose both games or we'd have to score six goals or beat by combined six goals, which is not happening. So, and I know West Ham have wobbled a bit, but like I I know, but I watched Tottenham today and. They played a team who also have nothing to play for and are better than Sheffield United and just mm-hmm. kind of swatted them away pretty comfortably. I don't know, did you watch it, Tottenham? I watched like the first 
like yeah, I mean they just they yeah. just very very they don't even have a manager, just very professional. Yeah, you know Liverpool. I mean, that is the most Liverpool thing ever, isn't it? A goalkeeper yeah. scoring a winning goal, but but they get over the line and never don't do that every every time it feels like. Um, and it just feels like Everton need a complete sort of culture shift. Um, and that doesn't mean changing manager, that just means giving the one they've got time to implement its own culture, which will take longer than a year where there's been a pandemic as well. So, Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to look at, I think, right now, especially, you know, not even uh, just over two hours after the game ended or whatnot. Um, it's hard to look at and say, especially, you know, we, we talk about this so much on, on the podcast, how we started and um, how the season's gone, the away performances, the teams we've beat in this season. It's hard to look at it and say that this season, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, not have a sour thought about this season, especially with how things could have been. And, and, and obviously that's, you know, something that I feel like is a constant in, in Everton um, for for the last few years in recent memory. Um, but there's a lot of work to be done. And I think that that was evident from even the middle of the season, that there was a lot of work to be done. And we're, I think we're very fortunate to be in the position that we were in to even have a shot at, um, you know, have a shot but, at, at yeah, Europe. Well, yeah. Yeah. I know. I think because as bad as we play tonight and, you know, against Fulham and against Newcastle, et cetera. Yeah. You know, however we've done it, you know, we've looked at, looked at a half-decent team um, against Liverpool. I mean, how we beat Liverpool away, we beat Leicester away, we beat Tottenham away. We lose yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Newcastle, Fulham, Sheffield United, I mean, that is Burnley. Yeah, no, I get you. It's just... Yeah, but I, I think I think the other thing is, is you know, you know, maybe in a different season... We don't start as hot. We've talked about it. We don't start as hot. We don't beat yeah, yeah. Those teams on the road. We beat some yeah. teams that we should have beaten at home. And, you know, it, it's – I think if you would have said Everton finished eighth and had a chance at Europe with three games left um, at the beginning of the season, you'd be like, okay, that's a solid that's a solid season or, or maybe better than, you know, we've, we've seen in recent years. Um, but there needs to be improvement now. Europe need I think you know obviously I think Europe was a big thing for this summer but if it wasn't big for this summer it is immensely big for next you know next summer and 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 oh, we have to get you yeah we have we have there, to get you next year there's no excuses um no. in that aspect so but that's that's progress and and we're like you said we're going to need some time to and for Ancelotti to build something we'll see what him and brands can do i mean like you said the best players on the pitch for Everton this season have been basically players that were brought in this season or, or that brands brought in. So we'll see, we'll see how they, how they manage this summer. Anything else to add, Matthew? No, I just want to, I mean, the goal, I haven't really talked about the goal. The goal is embarrassing from firstly, Allen, and then I think it's Godfrey. Godfrey has been fantastic this season, but the way they just let in Chavison, who, by the way, was on loan at Chorley, who play in the seventh tier, is it? Sixth tier of English football. So, he, I mean, what's the thing? He never plays in the Premier League again after this season. <laughs> um, and then, I, well, I alluded to it before, but that mistake from Holgate is so typical of how he can kind of look so composed at one point and then just look the complete for the next you know they're so we're so careless it feels like we're so careless and we're so, but we're so toothless as well. so careless so toothless so kind of clueless um and that's why you know we're not going to get your basically yeah yeah that's basically it right there um all right let's take another break and uh We'll break down the final two matches of the season that'll take place over the next um, week, uh, Wolves and Manchester City. All right, we're back um, and and talking uh, with the Wolves match and the City match first. We'll start off with Wolves. That's Wednesday. 
May 19th, 6 p.m. over in England, 1 p.m. over here on the East Coast. Um, Wolves are currently in 12th. Uh, Their last meeting with Everton ended uh, 2-1 to Everton, to the Toffees, um, in January. Um, As we mentioned before, they played Tottenham today um, and lost 2-0 in a pretty um, lackluster performance by them. Matthew, thoughts on Wolves? Uh, I'm going to this game. Oh, yes, yes. Fans and fans, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. I was really, I'm still looking forward, but I was so excited after, after my name, I've got drawn out the balance because I thought, you know, we can't possibly not be Sheffield United. And then we'll go into this game, good as we up for it because, you know, we've got a taste of European football, maybe. Um, And now it just feels a bit kind of, I am still excited to go, of course, but it just feels kind of anticlimactic. Um, I think we'll win this one just because of the fans there. That's the only reason why. I can't see. I can't think of any other reason why I would think Everton will win at home, especially to a team that have nothing to play for. Um, because if you look at it, we beat Arsenal and Chelsea with two thousand fans in, and I think we've won one home game since then. So. Wolves are, I think, a pretty average team. I thought they looked, I thought they were really impressed with them the last two years. But for whatever reason, they've just gone really off the boil this year, haven't they? Um, I know Nuno's kind of been playing a lot of kids or younger players uh, lately. Um, maybe that's, I don't know whether that's because their season's over uh, to all intents and purposes. But they didn't off really lay a glove on Tottenham at all today, other than about five minutes after Tottenham scored. So. And against them, against Wolves in January when we beat them, I thought uh, they were they were they were decent in parts, but I thought we would deserve winners. Um, and that was the night when I actually thought Everton might be going somewhere this season. I just think, like I said, I can't back Evan to win for any of the reasons and his fans are there, but I do think that'll make a massive difference. Because if nothing else, maybe they'll be sort of scared about repeating that same performance level as tonight. Um, but it's just a shame that this game feels so so less meaningful now. I mean, obviously it still matters every game matters, but how great would it have been to go into this game with like chance to overtake West Ham or or Tottenham? Um, and instead, it just feels like we're trying to lock up eighth place. Which, yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't even know. Like, what is? Well, I don't even know who's behind us in the stand. Is Arsenal behind us in the stand? Arsenal, well, Arsenal went above us when they beat Chelsea the other day, and Arsenal got Palace at Palace away and Brighton at home. Um, so, oh yeah, they're one you know, point. Back. And Leeds is not far off either. No, I know. It's just <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I. There's not really much else to say. It would have been. Would have been a great game. Um, six, you know, what is it, 6,500 fans in the stadiums? In the yeah, stadium? yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually sat in the away end um, because of the way they're spreading out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I get you. Might cheer, maybe I might cheer for Wolves. And sort of, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, it's, I'm, not it, I'm joking before anyone thinks I'm being serious. No, yeah, no, of course not. Um, but yeah, it's it it's it just feels very anticlimactic. These two games could have meant so much with a win today, um, and and now it's just kind of very, you know, very very you know. All right, we got two more games left. It's, it's, well, it's just the uh, same as every other season for the last few years. But, I mean, yes, that, but that was one. that was post January. This is at least post, you know, early May. But, yeah, yeah, we, we we at least got this far. <laughs> Very, very few times in recent seasons have we had much to play for with, you know, two games or three games remaining. So, um, yeah, I mean, we won't even know what happens in the other games. I mean, obviously, like we said, it's not it's not going to matter. But, um, I mean, Wolves didn't look – like we already said, Wolves didn't look great today. No, neither did Sheffield United. Neither did Sheffield United. Neither did Sheffield United. Neither did, Sheffield, really... neither did Newcastle. So, yeah, Burnley. Um, none of none of those. I mean, Man, Man City. I actually weirdly feel more confident about Man City than I do about <laughs> about Wolves because 
Well, no, maybe not because there's fans. But Man City, they'll have fans at that game. But you, you'd think that with the title wrapped up, they played a weaker team on Friday when they beat Newcastle, including uh, Scott Carson goal. You'd think maybe they'll rotate a bit for the uh, game against us just because they got the Champions League final the following Saturday. Having said that, they're, they're better than their sort of second string 11. <laughs> you know, I don't think Pep Guardiola needs to worry about squad depth in the same way that Angelotti does, put it that way. So, um, Not at all. No. But we'll see. We are much better away. We might have we might have a slight chance of Europe still. Very much doubt it. But, um, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we won't even know before the game against Wolves whether because yeah. you know, Wolves or West Ham play later, and I think Tottenham mm. don't play till yeah. later in the day too. Yeah. So, yeah. no, no, Tottenham plays the same time as us, so we won't know. Okay. But who are Tottenham playing? They're playing Leeds, I think. No, no, they lost to Leeds last week. No, sorry, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, so yeah, yeah. So um, I think they'll probably beat Villa. Yeah, because these teams so. win their home games. No, would have thought. But then West Ham have West Brom, who, um, I mean, I guess isn't isn't the easiest competition, but West Ham will probably beat them too. So, <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll we'll see. Let's. I mean, Man City. Um, this, <laughs> it feels it feels very hard to talk about these games because there's really not much for us to say on this. Um, you know, I mean, especially with with all European hopes dashed at this point. Um, you know, obviously. Bye. No, there, there is an opening some somehow, yeah. some way. It's possible, but it, it's very, very hard now for Everton to make Europe. Um, I mean, I think we, we'll lose. To, go on, sorry. Go no, on. yeah, just with the Wolves game, I was going to say, uh, what do you expect from Everton? Do you expect any changes to the lineup? And and what would your prediction for that game be? This is the problem, though, isn't it? This is you, you, you change them all, but then who, who, who do you bring in? You know, Bernard, it will be. Uh, I mean, Tom Davies, I like, but he's not going to win you a game, Tom Davies. Certainly not with a goal, anyway. You know, he might. He, he will help out with the defensive effort and maybe look to get him going forward, but he's not a match winner, really. Um, I don't know, I think, you know, what, until it's mathematically impossible, he's not going to play like kids or anything like that, is he? So, um, Although I'd I don't like, know, I honestly don't I, know I, what changed. I don't know what changes you can make because I don't think you can play Sigurdsson and Rodriguez in the same team for the start. Um, maybe Davies in. Uh, I would. I'd say what I would do. I would drop one of the. I go to back four, drop Holgate probably because he's been poorest of the, the lot for the last few weeks. Um, put Davies probably in that midfield then actually. Uh, with Alan and Decore and Rodriguez ahead of them, but I mean, I would worry about Rodriguez because him playing two games in three days is, uh, I think, a bit of a risk, especially having just come back from injury. Um, and the fact that there may be less variety on this game might think maybe kind of resist the temptations to do that. Like I said, I think we'll win this one just because it's fans, and that's it. How that is literally it? I have a question. Did, yeah, was he injured when Rodriguez, when um, when the fans were allowed back in the stadium earlier this season? Yeah, I think he was. So, so fans, yeah, was, yeah. fans have not seen him. Like Everton fans have not seen him live. Nobody's yet, seen right? Rodriguez play now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe so he's maybe, not really here. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe that will be some reason for uh, for Ancelotti to maybe even and maybe if he doesn't start him at least bring him on as a sub at some point. But um, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just think. Yeah, I mean, it's, let's just yeah. let's just at least win this, and then, <laughs> and then please, and then we can go to Man City with you know slightly more dignity than we would if we went. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we if we win, you know, by the time we go to Man City, we'll know exactly what the situation is. You know, I mean, if there is a shot and 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 one of Tottenham or West Ham lose next week, we'll know by the Man City game or but going into Man City. Um, what the situation in what needs to be done or what needs to happen. Um, again, it's unless, unless Everton win three, nothing this week and uh, West Ham lose three, nothing. There's, there's going to be some goal differential um, probably for, um, uh, you know, even if one of those teams loses. So 
Um, we'll see. But what, you have any prediction for the Wolves game? I'll give you both. I think we'll win at we'll win against Wolves. See one. Um, I think we'll lose to Man City three one. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, lose to Man City two one. I don't think we lose because we lost three to one last time. So I'm not, you know, maybe it's not the same score. Maybe it's a little different this time. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe they go easy on us. Maybe they take crazy on us. Yeah, right. Um, and then for Wolves, I'll go. I'll go two nothing for us for Everton. Two nothing for Everton. Clean sheet, maybe. Um, that'd be pretty nice. Um, anything really to add, Matthew? Just I, I just want the season to end, mate. <laughs> I just thought, I'm, I'm, I'm looking if, if you couldn't season. tell from our, our voice and our tone right now. <laughs> we no, no, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm moaning or just... But I just... No, I know what you This happens every year when you get to this stage and you think... Uh, maybe, you know, it's wrong for us to be optimistic. I do feel confident about next season because I think fans back will be so important. And I um, think Ancelotti will I just get feel, players in that he Yeah, wants. I think we'll be better again next season. Yeah. I think... I just felt kind of numb to football at times this season with it being so kind of stale and cold um, and I've just kind of had my fill of it now I think and Everton are not going to do anything this season now um, we don't deserve to because of the way we played at home um, so let's just see how the last week goes and then you know we can move on get on with our lives yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll see how. I feel sorry for Tom, by the way. Tom Allows did the uh, match <laughs> report for the BBC today. So, poor Tom. Um, you know, at least I got to <laughs> at least I got to watch it at home without having to work on it as well. You know, yeah, that's all. That's that's all I'll say about Sheffield United now. My, my, <laughs> my, I said to Tom, my deepest sympathies are with Tom after this after this game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, our, our condolences out to Tom. Um, yeah. but yeah, two, two more games left. One more week of football left. Um, we'll see how Everton fare. Uh, Matthew, thank you as always for joining me. Appreciate it. It's, cheers, Gino. It's been, uh, it's been emotional. It's, it's been an emotional episode, an emotional season. Uh, to you guys out there, thank you for following along with us. Um, we'll be back next week. So we hope you guys listen then. <laughs>